Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, and, you know, how do you enjoy prosperity? Well, you do all the stuff that got you there in the first place. This is Dirt and Sprague. All the little things, you know, it's not <clears throat> some deal where you, you know, you all get in trouble for this, I'm certain. But Andy Dirt Johnson. Where, where, you know, instead of playing hard and getting a first down and getting a play, then, you know, you want to <clears throat> sit behind a, a, a shade tree, eat a fish sandwich and uh, drink a lemonade with your fat little girlfriend. And Brendan Sprague. Uh... <clears throat> <laughs> I'm working on this trademark cough. What do you think? Um, it's getting better, too. Um, well, then <clears throat> we marched it downfield. Dirt and spray gone 1080. The fan. Uh, R.I.P. the pirate, man. I said I was going to make a new up, but I didn't. And then we just played it, and I'm like, okay, well. It's just a ma- – you made a masterpiece. It's you a know, pretty good open. That's one of the best opens that we have. And I – it hasn't played for a while. I'm glad it didn't. we let it set – you know, let it settle for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'm, I think it's fun. I think it's a great way to pay homage to a, a seminal figure in college football. I just love that in his last year of life – not that he knew this, but, like, he spent the last year of his life chastising some of his players – for, quote, having fat little girlfriends. <laughs> They're fat little girlfriends, There's man. nothing more Mike Leach than that. You're sitting under a little shade tree over there with your fat little girlfriend. Watching them win their bowl game was pretty cool. Uh, Will Rogers, yeah. I think, is the quarterback, and he was super emotional. Their pirate uh, you know, emblem on their, their helmet was pretty kick-ass. And RIP the pirate. Um, a lot to get to in the second hour. I saw something yesterday in the NFL. I Something strikes me that won't surprise you, but I had to read it twice over just to make sure I read that right. Okay. Because I don't understand it. I I just don't get it. Um, And so I'll tell you what that is coming up, but we must start the second hour of the show with your beloved Portland Trailblazers, who fell last night to the Minnesota Timberwolves in what was a back-and-forth game. They were down early. They came back. They took the lead. And in typical Blazer fashion this year, fourth quarter did not do them well. No. They lost that game, and now they're a game above 500 on their three-game road trip. 
uh, as they fall yesterday to the Minnesota Timberwolves. That one hurt. It's another in the long line of winnable games that they have found a way to lose for various reasons. Um, you know, they've been banged up as of late. Of course, GP2 makes his debut, rolls his ankle, can't play in his second game. Why were people surprised? I saw people on Twitter, media and fans, like, surprised and acting like, Something just randomly popped up with him missing that game. We all watched him roll his ankle in the Piston game. He did, yeah. He walked it off, and he eventually played through it. But, like, that's the thing with ankles. Eventually you stop yeah. playing, and it swells up a little bit or doesn't feel as comfortable. I I wasn't surprised. It just was disappointing. I wasn't surprising. I, after seeing him get hurt against Detroit, I wasn't shocked by it. It's just like, well, here we go again, right? One game back, and now you're already out of the lineup. Nurkic is throwing up in the locker room. I guess he's been dealing with the flu for a week, missed a game or two because of it. Jeremy Grant goes down with, what was it, a thigh or hip contusion or whatever they called it. He has to go to the locker room for a couple of minutes, and yet all of that be damned, you still were in a you know in a game with a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. And, you know, these games, I know throughout the course of an 82-game regular season, you have to ride the highs and you have to ride the lows, and there's going to be highs and there's going to be lows. I just have, have I'm having this growing fear that, you're going to look back at the end of the season. We've highlighted how close the Western Conference is stacked together. These games are going to be the difference. They're going to be the difference between being a five seed, a six seed, a seven seed, an eight seed, a nine seed. Like, th- there's only a couple of games that are going to separate all these teams all year. And you're going to get to the last week of the regular season. We're going to say, God, remember when they blew a 19-point lead against the Clippers at home back in December, a game that they easily should have won? Remember when they got off to a slow start against the Warriors right after Christmas and then came back in a game that Steph Curry wasn't playing and they should have beaten Golden State at Golden State and they blew it in the fourth quarter because they scored 16 points? Remember they started a road trip in Minnesota, a team that had been scuffling mightily over the last two weeks, and you got off to a slow start, built your way back into the game, you took a lead, easily could have won the game, but you let it slip late because Anthony Edwards went off in the fourth quarter and you couldn't find the you know water if you fell out of a boat uh, shooting the ball. These are the ones that are going to make the difference between are you in the plan, are you a six seed, are you do you get a favorable matchup, do you not? And it just it hurts to continue to drop games like this. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, but I, this is another reason I don't want this city to have a baseball team. This city needs an NFL team, or don't get another sport. We we can't. I can't play this game anymore. <laughs> like it's 82 games, and we're a game above 500. We're still technically in the playoff picture. And you lose one game, and it's just like the most doom and gloom reaction. Imagine if we had a baseball team. <laughs> Imagine this city and these sports fans with a baseball team. It'd be like game 25. Well, we're not doing it. It's a beauty of fandom, isn't it? We're not 25 and 0. We're not 23 and 2. It's I don't like, like the bullpen. Yeah, the bolt. Blow it up. <laughs> Tank. Like, we couldn't handle it. We can't handle an 82 game season. We're way too reactionary. In this city with this team, if they win three in a row, they got the look of a title contender. They lose three in a row, trade Dame, start over, let's do it. Like, we, there's no in-between, largely with a lot of people in this city. It's mm-hmm. just too reactionary, and I get it. It's it's a passionate thing to cheer for and like. It's our baby. But, like, you're, you're, you're just not going to win all no. these games. You're going to – your roster was never perfect. Not at one point did we say, this roster's it, man. This is the roster. The general manager himself said he did, He knew this wasn't the roster. So, like, to see them come to earth a little bit and lose some of these games, yeah, it sucks. I hate seeing them lose these games in the fourth quarter. We can get to maybe one of the reasons that I'll ask. But I just um, – last night, I you know, they lose. And I'm like, damn. And then, and then I just walk away, and I'm like, okay. And I, I thought to myself, all the people on Twitter and all the people that complain, that I'm glad they're not baseball fans. They couldn't handle it. They're not built for baseball. 
because I also know they're not really built for basketball. They're too reactionary to everything. Now, that being said, why are we losing games in the fourth quarter? When do we start? When, what if I ask you the question, how you feel about the head coach of this team? Do you feel like there's a positive impact? What would you grade him? Uh, well, I threw that poll question up last night because I was curious. I, I, I give him a, a B on the year so far. I think they've been better than some people imagine. The reason we're disappointed right now is because they got off to such a good start. What was it, 10-4, and four, I think, out of the gate? And since then, they're, you know, 9 and 14 or whatever whatever the record is. Um, so I, I think that's why we're slightly disappointed. I think there's pluses to him. I love his willingness to play rookies and to allow them to be a part of the rotation. Shaden Sharp continues to be a bright spot for this team, night in and night out. Uh, Jabari Walker has played his way into the rotation, and I love the effort and the intensity and the energy that he brings in every single night. So I, I love that aspect of him. That was always a weakness for Terry Stotts. Outside of that, you I don't, don't think Terry would have played Shaden. I don't know if he would have or not. He's he's and outside of Damian Lillard, um, you know, there weren't a lot of examples of him playing rookies. Now the exa- the years were different. Like CJ came in and there was a lot of talent on the roster, so you weren't necessarily going to play him right away. I, I don't know. It's a it's a question we'll never have an answer to. Jabari Walker probably not. He didn't play a lot of those fringe kind of rookies, you know, second round picks necessarily right away. Bari's looked really good. He's getting he's looked really now. good, man. But I, after the I get past the rotational thing, and this is where maybe I'm just not a basketball, uh, you know, uh, expert. There's not a lot that I can point to that is like what what is the strength as a head coach that you would say of him X's and O's wise as of right now. I wouldn't necessarily say it's, you know, out of bounds plays. I wouldn't necessarily say it's late game execution because they're losing a lot of games in the fourth quarter. I'm like, what is what well, is the like, strength I, of him coaching on the floor? But if I was, yeah, I, I guess my only pushback to the late game stuff is like if I'm coaching a team, though, and I have Damian Lillard on the floor. I'm kind of just thinking that it's going to solve itself. He had a really bad night last night. He didn't have a great night. Dame didn't miss four free throws. He couldn't, yeah, they, couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. They missed 11 free throws. They also, I, this is where, like, how much impact does coaching have in basketball? We know what it is in football. What does a coach do to tell a, a team to stop turning the ball over? What do you do? Well, Especially that, yeah. when the leader in that is Dame. Dame's turned the ball over a ton this year. They had turnovers last night. They got into foul trouble early. They're down some guys, so the foul trouble hurts you extra. And then you can't make your free throws. You lost that game, what, by seven? Yep. You missed 11 free throws. And so, like, I, I don't think Chauncey's amazing. I don't think Chauncey's the worst. I'm somewhere in the B.C. category. Yeah. But there's some of these things that I just I don't know how he fixes it. How do you make your team not miss 11 free throws? You're not shooting the shots. Turnovers, you can have a conversation about that. I'm sure there's something coaches, it's not like he hasn't told them, guys, stop turning the damn ball over, value possessions more. Their transition defense has been atrocious. Mm-hmm. How many how many makes after a make does a team get against them? I feel like it's three a game. <laughs> At least. Yeah. Minimum. Yeah. The biggest issue I saw early in the first quarter was Ant can't play defense on the ball at all. And they just they specifically targeted him, whether it was uh, Russell, whether it was Anthony Edwards, into pick and rolls, and he was lost. That's what goal, I saw somebody tweet out a thing yesterday that Dame's defense is up statistically, and, and Ant's defense is vastly underrated. And I'm not saying the metrics are wrong. But- Ant's great off the ball, getting into passing lanes and getting steals, but on the ball and directly involved in pick and rolls. He's like, Russell Westbrook. They, Westbrook they, was the same yeah, way. Yeah. He, he gets steals, but he's not a good on-ball defender. 
I, I don't like defensive metrics. I don't think they're real accurate views of defense. And that being said, like I just watched a film breakdown. When Golden State played him and Clay went off, what did Golden State do? They targeted getting both of those guys in pick and roll action because they're not great at it. No. Nope. So, you know, I you obviously have some limitations defensively here, but the Chauncey thing, my only criticism of Chauncey is I don't think he's very good at using. I know he used it last night and was successful. Thank God he did use it. Uh, and then also just like, you know, it's it's the little things. It's like, when do you call a timeout? I feel like he doesn't call timeout when he needs to call timeout. I, hmm. um, I go back to the Denver game as one of my examples that I was at in person. You had a foul to give. You didn't do it. Like, what are we doing here? Those are things that coaches can control and do. But some of these things, I, I don't know how you tell a team, don't miss 11 free throws. Okay. <laughs> he's still got to shoot the shots. Yeah, at some point it does come down on the players. I, I did think there were interesting comments after the game last night where Nurk and, I don't know if Lillard did, but I know Nurk did, where he essentially kind of pointed to the turnovers continuing to be a problem. It's a huge problem. They've cost him how many games this year? A ton. They just cannot stop turning the basketball over. And he said, well, it's because Chauncey wants us to make the extra pass. And sometimes the extra pass isn't there, but we're trying to follow what the coach is telling us to do. And that was one of those weird, like, you're deflecting now. You keep turning the ball over. I, I don't think he means it offensively. I know he didn't mean it, but I just I read that and it just okay. I thought we just stop doing that maybe and go one, more one on one if you can't stop turning the ball over. The other thing was multiple guys on the team and Chauncey acknowledged they just weren't ready to play the game last night, and, which was odd. You felt that when you watched. Of, it. of course you did. You did they it. have? Tra- I know the weather's crappy out there. It's did snowing, they, uh, but they got tra- there fine. No, Minnesota, they got there in time. Minnesota they did. Plays there too. Like no, they, I understand that. I just didn't know no, if there, there was, was no issues, extenuating no. travel issues, nope. and they nope. no, they got there in time. And how many games have in a row now have we seen that? I mean, they had the Detroit game at home. They didn't care in the first quarter, and then they blew them out in the second, third, and pulled away with it because Detroit sucks. Uh, you had the Golden State game where Golden State jumped out to what, like a fifteen nothing lead? It felt like in the first three minutes of the game they couldn't miss. Portland was jacking up bad shots. Last night you dig yourself a hole. You have to dig out of it again. Like th- those are the kind of little things that I I get. You're gonna have nights where you miss free throws. You're gonna have nights where you turn the ball over. You're gonna have nights where you just can't hit a three late in the game when you need to hit a three. You can control efforts. You can control care. And you're, of course there's gonna be games in 82 game season where you don't necessarily have it 100. percent It feels like this is a recurring thing of like. Why are you not ready to play the game? Also, Josh Hart, shoot the three. You're wide open. Go ahead, buddy. How many times is he going to pass up three shots? How many? What did he take? Four shots last night. Uh, he made his first two late in the fourth. Like that was the first two shots he made. Uh, I I had to do it. No, he missed set. a couple in the first quarter. No, his first two shots he made were in the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. That I mean, I'm looking at the box score. It said he went 0 for four last night. He made a free throw. No, I, that's he got a bucket late. I think that box score might be wrong, but he's not shooting. Like I, I think the Josh Hart thing, it's it's fun. He's got good attitude. No, Josh Hart is oh I'm staring at the final box. Oh for four, oh for two from three, yeah. one point last he made night. A, made in a free throw. Thirty three yeah, minutes. Yeah, maybe it is oh for four. I watched that game with Danny on our live stream. I swear they said on the broadcast that's his first bucket. But maybe I maybe I could have been the free throw. I don't know. I, either way, like it's just been a problem for them offensively. You got a guy that's not shooting. He won't shoot the basketball. The only thing he'll do is drive and try to get a layup. He, look, he's a good piece, and I know a lot of people say you can't trade him. I, I don't know about that, <laughs> especially because he's going to be do a contract too. So yeah. I, I don't know. A lot of frustrating things going on with the team right now. I don't know if it's just Chauncey for people. If it's you know, we'll see. They got to make a move, and last night was a blown opportunity. Could have won a game in Minnesota. 
that you didn't start out well, but you didn't, and Anthony Edwards went off in the fourth quarter. Uh, This doesn't make sense. Make it make sense for this team. That's next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai there's joy in every journey Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Uh, Kayvon has stepped in it, and uh, people are upset with him. He was caught doing a snow angel next to a grimacing and clearly in pain Nick Foles this weekend after sacking the quarterback. Yeah, we all, if you were watching the red zone when that happened, you cringed just like I did. He then went to the sidelines, and seeing Nick Foles still did the put him to sleep uh, gesture. That also did not sit well. <laughs> he doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is. And he doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is. So we will get to Kayvon coming up. I, I um, Never heard of her. <laughs> never heard of her. I was reading uh, NFL writer yesterday, Armando Salguro. You familiar with that name? We've had him on the show. We have. He used to be an Odyssey insider. Yes, covers the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he doesn't anymore. He covers oh. the NFL for Outkick.com. Okay. You've heard of that website? I, I have, yeah. Uh, I wanted to read this because I, I saw this story got aggregated, and I said, what? So I found the original story, and he goes through a bunch of scenarios for teams. Uh, by the way, I know we'll talk about it when it happens. He's claiming that Cliff Kingsbury will be fired the day after Sunday. I mean, I, would that shock anybody? No, but it's it. I think it it signals the dysfunction of an organization that I would not trust at all. They just gave the GM and the coach extensions this summer, and the GM has stepped away. What sounds like an awful situation, and the coach was he's going to get run out, uh, and then they're going to trust a quarterback who's five six who just had ACL surgery, <laughs> and they owe two hundred million dollars to. Doesn't seem like a great situation. Uh, That being said, he eventually gets to the Dolphins, the town in which he lives, and he says if they win and finally sneak into the playoffs, Stephen Ross might look the other way on their five consecutive losses. But if the Dolphins go from 8-3 and to 8-9 and and not in the playoffs, everybody's job is at risk. Chris Greer Greer made um, a dozen bold moves in 2022, and uh, the shine has come off Mike McDaniel. Great guy, but what happened to rallying the team late in the year? to stop the bleeding, and what makes him better than trying to make another run at Sean Payton. He suggests that if the Miami Dolphins lose, and they could win and still not make the playoffs, it's all on what, uh, I believe, what New England does. New England has the tiebreaker, I believe, over Miami and Pittsburgh. All three of them are 8-8. Eight eight. But, but New England's not beating Buffalo. 
Probably not, but is, I, I, I don't know where Buffalo's heads are going to be at. They just started practicing today, so yeah. that's the only part of that, that game. That's a good and Buffalo point. also, right. if if the reports are true that they're not going to reschedule that game, they, their destiny is kind of out of their hands because Kansas City will play on Saturday. And they'll get the one seed. And if they beat yeah. the, the Raiders on Saturday, Buffalo has literally nothing to play for. And we still haven't heard anything about the Bengal-Bills game, like when that's going to happen, if that happens. Um, so it sounds like they're not going to play it. That's everything that I've read. They're just going to. Winning percentage will decide things, and let's not screw with the schedule. I'm sure Twitter won't turn into a dumpster if Buffalo beats somebody's team, and I'm sure nobody will bring up the fact that they didn't play that one week because, yeah. you know, football fans are insane. But he's suggesting that the GM and the coach all getting fired if they lose on Sunday, if they don't make the playoffs? This is insanity. I don't get it. I don't know why that's where I you think would go. that goes to the – craziness of their owner you mean the owner that was suspended until mid-october because he cheated (laughs) i love suspending owners like it matters well he didn't cheat he tried to basically tank the season i I said that wrong yes he got in trouble because he sniffed around the brady payton thing colluded yep and then yeah he i know they didn't prove it but i there's nothing to suggest to me that i don't believe brian flores that Stephen Ross was like, yo, uh, if you want to lose a few of these games, you should. Yeah, look, the, the issue with Miami's season is pretty simple, and that is that their starting quarterback, unfortunately, cannot stay healthy. And it's a really sad thing. I don't know what is next for him. That happened while we were on vacation. He suffered another concussion. Um, you know, I, I won a lot of money on that game because they were scuffling going into that Packer game on Christmas morning, and uh, Green Bay felt like they were hitting their stride a bit. And after the concussion, or at least the when people believe it was, uh, when it took place in that game, look at the box scores where Tua got off to a great start, and after that he threw a bunch of picks, couldn't complete a pass. Like Everything just kind of fell off a cliff for them. And that's the existential question around Miami. I think you feel good about who you hired as head coach. I thought they had a pretty good offseason. They were aggressive. He's saying they don't, though. They don't feel good about McDaniel, which I don't understand. If you're going to lose, if you don't make the playoffs. How many coaches in the NFL look good with a backup quarterback? The, The list is not very long. And I know we could do that with Kyle Shanahan right now, but Kyle Shanahan has had horrible years in which his starting quarterback has gotten hurt. And they've ended up drafting in the top five the next year. I think and he's we don't, still severely under 500 without Jimmy G. Without Jimmy G, right? Now, I know Brock Purdy is awesome, and he's playing great, and it's fun. First guy to win a bunch of games to start his career since, like, Ben Roethlisberger. Like, good for him, man. But he's also had horrible seasons when his starting quarterback has gotten hurt. You can do this with any team. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry Mike McDaniel can't win with, who like, Skywalker? Skyler who the hell is their third-string guy? Thompson. Teddy Bridgewater is a backup in the NFL. He's, he's a, hurt. He's a serviceable backup, but he also can't stay healthy. Every time he's filled in for Tua, he's got hurt, too. So that they've lost five in a row because their quarterbacks can't stay healthy. Well, I mean, Tua did play for a lot of those games. I mean, they lost that West Coast swing. He played those games. He played against the Chargers. He played against the Niners. He didn't look good. He didn't look good. Now, the Packer game is interesting. I actually went on the Miami side of that gambling-wise, and that was dumb because Green Bay's hot and Miami's struggling. You know, they did do this. Do you know that Tua, they, they found out that Tua doesn't even remember throwing the interceptions? He doesn't remember playing. He got hit. He took that's that hit. Good. He got a concussion. They didn't know he had gotten a concussion. Yeah, that's the question around a, Miami. Again, what's happening? The guy that got carted off on on a hospital on a on an ambulance bed on a stretcher didn't get evaluated when his head slammed into the ground. Yeah. I know Demar Hamlin's in the hospital fighting for his life. It's just it, it is a little funny how that league operates, man. Like I love that sport. I love it a lot. I also see the other side of it where people feel uncomfortable. It's odd. It's, you know, we're watching guys sacrifice so much. I saw a rant from somebody in Cleveland. Like, DeMar Hamlin may never play again. And you know what happens? DeMar Hamlin doesn't qualify for any medical benefits 
for from the NFL. He doesn't qualify to get paid. He doesn't qualify for medical benefits. It's only a second year. He'll just be whatever his condition is, and good luck on your own. He made like $160,000. And so I think there's real conversations that need to be had. The NFL wants to look itself in the mirror. Tua is the shining beacon of, boy, we didn't handle him right. Yeah. We watched him get carried off in an ambulance, and then he slams his head six weeks later into the ground and then just starts throwing awful interceptions. I, I, I don't. Most people don't think Tua is a franchise guy. Some of that is health. I, I'm safe to say Tua has accuracy enough for me to go, something's not right if he's throwing straight to a defender. You can throw a pick. But to do those interceptions against Green Bay, I watched that and I'm like, what is he? What does he see there? Just seem lost, totally lost. And then we find out in the next day they're asking him about those plays. He doesn't remember them. Yeah, it's a really scary and concerning thing. And they he has to figure out what his future is, what's best for him. And the sad thing for most football players is they have to be protected from themselves. Like these guys want to play. They're they're, they're competitive junkies they who care. are really built different than us. They don't care. And and you know, to a certain part of it, you know, in, in the modern era. They know the consequences, so who are we to tell them they can't do it? So you believe that those players know that you could have a DeMar Hamlin situation? Yeah, yeah, I do. That's a, I mean, that is a one in a billion chance. I, I know, but it, that's happened literally like twice in the history of the NFL. Concussions are a serious thing, though, that happens on a regular basis. That this isn't the '80s anymore, where the NFL's lying to you about the long-term effects. If you're an NFL player and you don't understand that maybe in 15 years you're going to have some serious brain damage. That's on you. No, All the I, information I know, and I research know. is out there. I'm not suggesting that the NFL is going to change the physicality of this. I guess I'm asking, if you have a Tua situation occur, and then he comes back and plays, and then suffers another concussion, but it's undiagnosed or even stopped in the moment, and you let him play, is it not worth having a conversation of, is there a concussion limit we should be having here with some of these guys? Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's... I'd be shocked if there wasn't a future lawsuit in some capacity from some former player. Hey, you know, this team didn't do this and this, and this league didn't stop me from this and this. And, you know, whether they win that or not is is kind of a moot point. There's a Buffalo Bill offensive lineman that's had like six concussions in three years. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me that's going to be good for that guy long term. No, but here's again the question for me is, are the teams telling them you have to go back out there and play? Or is the player saying, I'm fine, I'm going to go out and play? Well, the player seems to always be, I'm fine, I can play. Right. It's And that's where teams, this is where you want the NFL to be, and teams to be stronger in stepping in and saying, no, we're not going to allow this to happen. There was, that's, I what I, that's kind of what I'm hinting at. Is to the, and that's where the Dolphins should have stepped in, yes. Like, But the NFL, when Tua suffered the concussion in Cincinnati, there was a big part of me that thought, shut him down. For the rest of the year. For yeah. the rest of the year. Your fingers are doing that. You take one hit, your tiny guy, odds are you're going to get another concussion. He missed two games, I think, three games. Uh, I think it was three, and they ended up not faring well in those three. But then he comes back, They, you know, he's playing, he looks good in some of these games, and then he suffers another concussion. Mm -hmm. What's a fourth one going to do? What's a fifth one going to do? He's already had major hip surgery. Not going to be good, Bob. I just, I don't know. I'm not trying to, like, cut out the physicality or say that the NFL should stop doing tackles. I'm just saying, like, is there any element of the DeMar Hamlin reaction now this Tua stuff that gets you to say, do you put limits on some of the stuff? That is a question somebody making a lot more money than me is going to have to answer. Because Steve Young's and Troy Aikman's of the world basically have to decide it on their own. Like, okay, yeah, 
I can't take this anymore. I'm done. Well, and I, again, I think the difference between the modern era of the NFL and the old era of the NFL is that guys didn't necessarily know back in the day. And the league lied to them. When they would have head issues or headaches or see, you know any sort of brain trauma, the league would tell them it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And that's why they had to pay you know billions and billions of dollars in a lawsuit to those former players. But it's the same league that was also, according to Joe Buck and ESPN, despite what the league is saying, was also telling the players you got a five minute warm up. Yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, and Troy Vincent has been adamant that they weren't. They were never doing that. That was the officials going through the protocol. They didn't have all the information. They never intended on playing the game. I, I get that. ESPN and Buck maintain. They that are maintaining that mandate. that's what the league was saying. I, yep. The, the tough part again now is that players know the risk. They know it. Now, the DeMar Hamlin thing is an outlier that if that continues to happen, sure, then we can have that conversation. As of now, it's a one-off in modern NFL football. But so are pandemics, and when it happens and you see it, you go, well, yeah. I'm going to start washing my hands a lot more. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, it but does this, change things. This happens bit. in high school sports, so should we not play lacrosse in high school sports because you can get hit in the chest by a lacrosse ball and your heart could stop? I'm not suggesting not I to know, play I know, the I know. sport. I'm, just, I'm merely saying, like, I'm, I'm just simply saying, like, yeah, it's a one-off, but... What's the impact going to be for the players that witnessed that? Is there going to be any I don't follow up? What's the league? Is the league going to do anything at all? Like no. it's not just the Demar Hamlin thing. I'm talking about Tua now. Mm-hmm. That's concussions. They've already lost a lawsuit in concussion related instances for lying about their impacts. And now a player who was carted off during a primetime game suffers a concussion in the game. It appears says he doesn't even remember throwing the passes. Mm-hmm. It's not a good look. It's a horrible look. My question is, if Tua says, I want to play, what do you tell him? And the doctors clear him to play because he's recovered from his concussion. I, I, well, do, do you, you tell him you cannot play? You're not allowed to play in the NFL anymore? That's what I'm asking. Does and the NFL I don't think take you can that, do that step? I don't think you can do that. And they definitely won't. We know the answer. that's the answer. <laughs> they definitely won't. Yeah, they probably but won't. I think there's an existential question there. Of what do you? It's in his best interest to not play football anymore. We can all acknowledge that. We can. He yes. should not play football anymore. It certainly feels that way. If he wants to play football, though, who are we to tell him that he can't put his body? Th- it's his body. Oh, yeah, 100%. I get that. I'm more looking at the league side of this. Will they do anything? No, it's the NFL. Absolutely not. And firing Mike McDaniel? <laughs> it's a dumb idea. I you just don't get do it. it. He's going to get a job in a second if they yeah. fire him. Uh, coming up next, Kayvon doesn't remember a uh, former NFL player. Should he remember him? And we'll kind of talk about what happened this weekend with him. We got audio with Kayvon. We'll do it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, speaking of DeMar Hamlin, we got some really good news. Uh, The Buffalo Bills have sent out an update on his condition. Uh, And here's what their tweet reads. Per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. They're grateful for the love and support they have received. That's good news. That's really good news, man. I also saw yesterday, I think his dad got on a, a Zoom call with the entire team. And somebody reported that that was like, in just in terms of their mental health, very important for the Bills. And he was he gave them an update on how everything's going because they have returned to practice. Like they, we don't know what the league's going to do. They haven't officially announced yet. It seems like all reporting is they're just not going to play the Cincinnati Buffalo game, and winning percentages will decide playoff seedings. That to me has always been the best way to handle it. Like let's not shuffle the entire schedule for one game. Not really a need to do that. If you wanted to give them a tie, give them a tie. But not really a need to, to finish it. But Buffalo is, they have a game this weekend. Like, they're, they're playing on Sunday. Now, again, as we pointed out earlier, Kansas City plays on Saturday. And if you don't play the Buffalo-Cincy game and Kansas City wins on Saturday, Kansas City is the number one seed in the AFC. Yes. And Buffalo has nothing to play for Sunday. They're either the two seed or the three seed, I would, I would think. Uh, I think they can be the, they'd be the two. Right. If, if they lose, though, could they finish in the three seed? Let me hold on. Let me uh, yeah, they probably could because Cincinnati's right Yeah, they're there. only a That's, game ahead of Cincinnati. That was the important. So you're only a game ahead. So you technically could not. You, you have something to play for then, I you're guess. You're playing for home field still. In the yeah. second round of the playoffs. Yes. On top of the wild card round. Yeah. Um, but just their mental state of where are they going to be? They played New England on Sunday, and New England needs to win to get to the playoffs. If New England loses and Miami or Pittsburgh wins, New England's out of the playoffs. So they have a lot on the line. But the, the reports out of Buffalo were that the FaceTime of the dad to the team was like a very therapeutic thing for them that helped them in their healing and recovery process this week. Yeah, I think we, we may have mentioned this when it happened on our first show um i think i think when you see it happen you're obviously they were struck they were emotional they're still emotional i would say because it's you know one of their teammates but i i I would imagine come sunday when it's time to play there's going to be a large portion of that team that just kind of tells themselves that's a rarity it's a one-off yeah i'll be fine there's probably also going to be some guys that that's in the back of their mind the entire time. They're not going to hit quite as hard. They're going to go more for the ground. Uh, you know, I, I just think that's that. And that'd be natural to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would totally understand it. Um, seeing how they play. One of the more interesting games this weekend is that game. Not just because of the playoff implications, but because it's it's such such a huge moment for a team that just went through something so awful and tragic. Yeah. That it's like, how do you respond to that? Well, now we get to find out. Um, I think the wild thing is going to be, as we continue to get good updates, the wild thing is going to be if we see DeMar Hamlin walk out of that hospital. That's going to be the most, you know, must-see, crazy thing to see on television, given we basically saw him die, which 
you know, it felt weird to say that on Tuesday, but I text you guys. I'm like, did he die? They had to resuscitate him twice. They twice. They had to do CPR on him twice on the field. So he 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 was dead, and they saved his life. And you just you love to hear the good updates. Has his team play? I I don't know, man. That's going to be a difficult thing. It's a wild thing just hanging over the NFL with the last week of the regular season to come. The whole other added aspect to this too. Don't expect it to happen. What if Kansas City loses on Saturday? <laughs> the Buffalo's playing on Sunday for the number one seed in the AFC. Kansas City plays the Raiders. Raiders. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't I think, think the Raiders. Happen. I think the Raiders played their best game on last weekend. Yeah, they probably hung it all out, and uh, we'll see. They, I don't think they're going to be Kansas City either. Uh, but just a lot, a lot of moving pieces this weekend. Final week of the regular season, but an update on Demar Hamlin. Uh, it, it is positive, according to the Buffalo Bills. He's made remarkable improvement over the last twenty-four hours. Still critically ill. But he's demonstrated he appears to be neurologically intact. And that was the big thing. When you lose the oxygen to the brain, you're not sure how much brain damage could come with that. And are you fully functioning when you do come to? And it it sounds like he's neurologically intact. So that's really good news out of uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, situation in DeMar Hamlin. Let's stick in the NFL. Kayvon Thibodeau is in some hot water. And uh, he had a comment yesterday that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Let's dive into that. Ken Barkley coming up top of the hour. A little more NFL next. If your day sounds like. We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through, you deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame, two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Well, a guy we've talked about on this show a lot over the last couple of years is Kayvon Thibodeau. Tibbs. Does he love football? His commitment <laughs> to Oregon was a big deal, right? Career. Had some big moments. We, uh, we're good friends with Kayvon. We are. We interviewed Kayvon at Pac-12 Media Day. Massive human being. Massive, massive man. I, mean, just, I was thinking the entire time, God, I, I could not fathom what it'd be like to watch you chase me. I'd be terrible. <laughs> I'd just fall to the ground. I'm like, no, I'm down. <laughs> Just fall over, man. Well, he's having a he's having a pretty good rookie season. The sack numbers haven't necessarily been there, uh, but he is is like when you look at his pressure rates and the analytics behind the way that he's played, he's had a really good rookie season. Yeah, and he finally broke through and got a big time sack against the Colts this weekend. They blew out the Colts. I gambled on the Colts for some. I'm such an idiot. I didn't um, have a great weekend either. I just like I lost a lot of money. Plus six and a half. <laughs> They've been pretty good defensively. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. He gets a sack of Nick Foles. And after the sack, he starts doing a snow angel celebration. Like, right next. Nick Foles is, like, grimacing and screaming and rolling back and forth. And Kayvon's arms are, like, touching Nick Foles. He's so close. And everybody watching all had the same reaction. We all cringed of, like, does he not see it? Does he not care? Does 
This is a really bad look. I, well, I, yeah, I, I didn't react how everybody else reacted. Okay, well, I'll get to that in a second. So he, this turns into a whole thing. Jeff Saturday calls him, you know, all sorts of names. It calls out his team too because nobody on the Colts' offensive line had like didn't go push him, shove him, like didn't stand up for their quarterback who's writhing in pain on the field. And Kayvon was asked about it again yesterday by the media, and he, he was pretty defiant. Who? That's what I'm saying. Who's the gatekeeper of when to do something? So once we figure out who the gatekeeper is, then we can write the rules and then we can establish, you know, the narratives and things like that. But until, you know, you guys actually are in the sport and do it and be in that moment, you can't create a narrative on it, you know? Well, we're not creating a narrative on it. The guy, the other team's coach had a problem with it. He's the guy who played the game. Other team's I, don't, players I don't know who he is. No, I just don't know who, like, anybody who comments on it, unless I know who they are, doesn't really affect me. <laughs> Look, I... Uh... I stick up for Ducks. I love watching them have success at the next level. What are, what are we doing here, buddy? Well, okay, so first what of all. What the hell are we doing here? Let's go to the Snow Angel. The, the, the putting him to sleep thing, that's not a good look. Don't go to the sidelines. It's clear at that point that he's down and he's hurt. Uh, you don't need to go put baby to sleep. <laughs> I'll defend the Snow Angel a little bit. Okay, defend the Snow Angel. Look, the offensive lineman didn't respond. It's why Jeff Saturday got pissed. Mm-hmm. I think it's fair to assume that, yeah, we on TV see him rolling around in pain. The crowd's going crazy. It's loud in there. I don't think Kayvon knew he was hurt when he did the Snow Angel. I really don't. Um, Kayvon doesn't strike me as, like, a very, very dirty player. Yeah. And so I, I didn't have the reaction of, like, oh, how classless. Now, going put to sleep on the sidelines, like, yeah, dude, stop. You don't need to do that. Trey Wingo went at him for this, went at Kayvon for this, and said he's, you know, he was Peyton Manning's center, he won a Super Bowl, he <laughs> played X amount of years as a Pro Bowl player, he was undrafted, you'd be lucky to have his career. I love when the first thing we have to say is you played with a great. You were Peyton Manning's center. Like, if Jeff Saturday was the center for the Cleveland Browns for 15 years, he'd be Joe Thomas. Well, no, Joe Thomas is a Hall of Famer. Well, I, I, Jeff well, Saturday. Touché. No, no I think that goes to... Him not knowing him. Like, if you played anonymously somewhere for no-name quarterbacks over the years, but he played for in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers and Peyton Manning. Like, they were on nationally televised primetime yeah, games but, all the damn time. But hold on. <laughs> Jeff Saturday, uh, he was a center. His most famous moment of his career is switching sides in a Pro Bowl game. <laughs> now, I'm not saying he wasn't a good player. That would yeah, be ridiculous. He's a good center. But in 2012, how how old was Kayvon? Uh, what is Kayvon? 21? Let me look at what year he was born. Is he 22? So like 10 years 22 ago? years old. So he was 12? He was 12 years old. Not everybody is us watching every game all the time, knowing everybody. Especially from South Central Los Angeles. Yeah. Especially when you're a stud athlete, probably at 12, being asked to play every week in your life. The bigger thing is... Oh, hold on. The other part of this, though, that's interesting is... I can't blame him for not knowing him. Everybody's attacking him for this. To be fair, Ron Rivera didn't know his team could be eliminated. <laughs> he did not. He's the head coach of a football team. He didn't even know his team could be eliminated this past weekend. And then they were eliminated. Did you know? I saw this from uh, Sean Morsh of CBS. Did you know Ryan Tannehill didn't know who was in the Dolphins division when he got drafted by him? <laughs> 
So, like, I'm not going to be so offended that Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't know who Jeff Saturday is. Even yeah. though he was on ESPN for, what, four years after? See, that's your problem. People like We're us We're in this, this circle. We, I, we, yeah, we project yeah. how we grew up and watched sports to every athlete. Mm. I don't think Kayvons of the world always do that. They don't live that life. They play it. They're high-level athletes. And in their off time, they're not always watching every game or every Sports Center clip. Yeah, Jeff Saturday's last, when was the last year? 2012, yeah, last year in the NFL with Green Bay. So, yeah, he was 12 years old, as you're pointing out, when he when he retired. You're not going to remember that. The prime years of his career, too, you know, were that like 2003 to 2008-ish kind of range when the Colts were dominant. He was the starting center. They won a Super Bowl, went to another Super Bowl. What was, was John Elway's starting center's name no on their Super Bowl teams? Because no I was 12 years old when they won the Super Bowl. Swag, what was the center's name I know Mark Slareth was an offensive line. Yeah. Was he a center? I don't know. If, Who I was, think was the center? No. Schlereth was either a guard or a He was tackle. a guard. And the only reason I know Schlereth now is because he's worked in media and he peed his pants when he played. Well, I remember the name Schlereth. I didn't really know much about him. Who was the center for John Elway? I can't remember who was Well, I was. can't either. I was 12. <laughs> so where's the outrage there? Yeah, the only thing here is uh, the came on not knowing Jeff Saturday thing. If you're outraged about that, that's just stupid. Who cares if he knows who Jeff Saturday is or not? You're, you don't need to know the name of a former offensive lineman who was like, can we like that whole hiring him as an interim thing is just hilarious and laughable, and the Colts are a joke, a joke of an organization. It was a joke. Uh, the, the issue that I have with it is that I think there's just a tone in which you should handle things like this. I'm with you. When I watched the play happen initially, Kayvon did not know that Nick Foles was you know laying down and you know in pain and injured. I think he just he got a sack. He was excited about the sack. He hasn't had a lot of sacks as a rookie. He's had a lot of pressures, but not a lot of sacks. So it's like finally getting through and breaking through. I made my play. I'm going to celebrate. He's not doing it intentionally, knowing that he's laying next to Nick Foles. It just happened to be a really bad optics moment for him because that was the case. Nick Foles was in pain. When that happens and the the other team's going to call you out for it and say uh, Saturday's quotes where he's tasteless and classless or something like that, I, I think there is a way for Kayvon to take the high road here, and he did not do that. Well, that's not really, I think, in his nature. I'm just like, hey, I clearly didn't know that he was hurt. I apologize if you were offended by that. That's not the kind of player I am. I would never do that intentionally. Let's move on. And when you come out and do this, like, gatekeeping of celebrating, and I don't know who Jeff Saturday is. And I I'm didn't gonna... really understand. I was confused. Kayvon says things that confuses me sometimes. He does like, that a lot. Like, yeah. who, who are you to be the gatekeeper, and then you didn't play? It's like, wait, so who would be the gatekeeper in this situation? Is it you because you're playing? Is Jeff it... Saturday played, so is he the gatekeeper? I, I don't know who the gatekeeper is. It's one of those weird things. He says things that I'm just like, I don't think you know what you're saying. I mean, that being said, man, like, I, this is no different than when a safety puts a shoulder into a receiver it's a pretty big hit. Dude falls to the ground. What's the safety do? Starts celebrating, starts clapping, starts doing the incomplete. The the receiver's laying there concussed. It's 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 the same thing to me. It's, yeah, and you're not doing it intentionally because you hurt the player. You're doing it because you made a play and then you look down and you realize that the player is hurt. Yeah, it's it wasn't a, the the put to sleep thing. That yeah, I'll agree with that. Don't you don't need to do that when you can see the dude is laying there, but. <laughs> Man, on the field, in the moment, these guys are, they work their ass. He works all week just to get that one play happen. And he gets it. Like, and he does a snow angel. Not knowing who Saturday is, I'm not offended by that. But, yeah, to your point, I love that Trey Wingo got upset about that. Oh, Trey Wingo. How do you not know? I, I just love the, you'd be lucky if you end up with that career. <laughs> it's just like, 
He was like a number five pick. <laughs> he's already off to a great start, Trey. You mean he's going to be lucky if he ends up playing with the greatest quarterback of all time? Because <laughs> if Jeff Saturday doesn't play with Peyton Manning, nobody knows who Jeff Saturday is. I think that's how we'll know Kayvon. He plays with the greatest quarterback of all he time. He plays with Daniel, Daniel Jones. Daniel, Danny Dimes is going to carry Kayvon to a great career. <laughs> Uh, that was, let me look up at his number, uh, his third one, sack, two, fourth three, fourth sack of yeah. the year. And he, before he really got a sack, he was, his pressure rate increased yeah. and finally started getting the sack results. So. Three of the, three of the four have come in the last five games. He's had a great, he's had a great run here. He's having a good rookie year and, uh, not a great moment for him. Controversy. And, uh, that, that was, that was a funny one this weekend. His, his quote was didn't make a ton of sense. I don't know who the gatekeeper is. Maybe we should hire a gatekeeper that tells us when we can and cannot celebrate in all the sports. But, uh, well, it's not us. We didn't play. <laughs> we, we did not play, so we cannot be the gatekeeper. Let's get to Ken Barkley to start the final hour. we got a bunch of other stuff as well. Uh, some other NFL notes. A hire that is too good to be true in college football. It's loaded. We'll start with Ken Barkley next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 